If you've got clarity of vision and you can bring people in and they can understand your vision because it's so clear, you are really almost instantly creating for yourself a simpler business. This episode of the Unstoppable CEO podcast is sponsored by our referrable book program, where we'll create a great lead generating book for you. If you've always wanted to write a book for your business, but never managed to get it done, let us do it for you. To find out if this is a fit for you, schedule a quick 20 minute intro call with me at unstoppableceo.net. Click the book a call button. Now on to the episode. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and we are back with, gosh, I think this is part four in our series talking about the less I do, the more I make, Uh, which if you are just tuning in, that's kind of a a mantra that I have used to really strategically change our business over the course of uh, the first part of, of this year. And really, the, the whole goal is to free up my time while the business continues to grow. And so in the last episode, we talked about systems and how we've started to break down and design our systems and how we're doing it differently than what we've done in the past, because what we tried in the past just wasn't all that successful at freeing up my time. So we're taking a different approach and it's having some much better results. But you can't just create systems. You've got to have people that get into collaboration with you who can execute those systems. And so in in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about people and how we're approaching that. Um, there's there's certainly no shortage of advice on how to hire. And I don't know that we're going to get that granular on it. I think more importantly is how to begin thinking about it, particularly if you're running a small service business or small practice. How do you begin thinking about bringing team members on and who do you bring on? What do you have to do to be prepared for them to be successful? Because you don't want to bring somebody on and have them not be successful. That's actually a almost a real fundamental mistake, but I see a lot of business owners make it. They they assume that just about anybody can step in and begin to think like them. Doing the system approach that we talked about in the last episode will solve a lot of that. But you know, really where where my mindset has gone here over the last couple of months is that my number one job is to to find and acquire talent. And really, there's two two sides of that. There's the marketing and sales side, which is finding and acquire, acquiring uh, client talent, and then there's the you know internal side of that, which is building the team that's going to deliver for those clients. And that's been a real shift for me in in the way that I envision my role. You know, so my job is really to go out and acquire that talent. Well, the way that we acquire the talent, the way that we attract them, is the same way I go out and attract clients. I use ideas. And, you know, so in the the last episode, I showed you that that outline of our system or our process um, for our magnetic author program. And, you know, that's really how we attract great people, because they're attracted to two things. They're attracted to who we serve and they're attracted to the fact that we've got a really well thought through process. And it's been really interesting to see that play out. The clearer I get with the vision of how we're executing, the better the quality of people that we're attracting. And I've had a couple of people comment that they've never been through a hiring process where it was so clear what they were going to be expected to do. And, and that's really by design. Um, and I, you know, we haven't made a ton of hires, but we've made some, I think, really important ones and really strategic ones 
that are moving us forward. So coming back around to this idea of, you know, a vision, I really think if you got clarity of vision and you can bring people in and they can understand your vision because it's so clear, you are really almost instantly creating for yourself a simpler business. You know, if you think about putting those two things together, if I can put a really clear vision and match that with good people, they don't have to be perfect people, there is no such thing, but if they can be good people, conscientious, wanting to do well, believing in the vision, intelligent, wanting to do a good job, pair them with a vision that they can really clearly see. And now you've you've done most of the work of simplifying the business and you've probably freed up a lot of your time just with those two things. You know, so in the last episode, we talked about systems and, you know, my role in creating the systems doesn't go much deeper than that overall high level. Here's the seven step process for how we're going to deliver this service to clients. Now, I need to do that for everything that we do, you know, but we're really only delivering two major services. So um, so that's a relatively easy and simple thing to accomplish. But once I've got that, now the team knows what systems they need to build to fulfill the vision. And so that's why it's so critical that you get this you know, real crystal clarity around the vision. Um, because then it's going to allow you to bring in better people. It's going to attract better people. And it's also going to allow you to get them up to speed more quickly because you're dealing at that higher level of vision rather than trying to hold their hand through all the individual tasks and things that they would have to do without them being connected to vision because they wouldn't they, they won't know why they're doing the things that they're doing. Um, and all of this sounds, you know, as I'm sharing this with you, it all sounds really obvious, except that, you know, I hadn't executed on it in this business up to this point. So um, I think knowing and doing are two very different things. And so, you know, I'm hopeful that that uh, hearing how we've put this into practice actually helps you take some of these steps on your own. So, you know, as I, as I said a, a moment ago, one of the, the great values in getting so clear is that your team can then go and build the systems that they need to support your vision. And I think that's one of the reasons that most entrepreneurs kind of want to run away from building of processes. I mean, I'll be honest, I do too. Like, there is nothing that sounds, it couldn't possibly be any less exciting than writing an SOP. But I'm not writing the SOPs. I mean, there are some things that I'm doing and, and you know, specifically to communicate, you know, with the team when it's a task that I have, you know, I've had on my plate and I've been doing, I'll record that and share it and they can go create the, the SOP. But I'm also telling them, look, this is how I did it. This is a way that I know works, but you're free to go innovate. Here's the vision that we're going for. You figure out the best way to get us there. And uh, and that's already, you know, paying some dividends um, and we'll pay more. I mean, the fact that we're doing uh, video and doing YouTube with these episodes is a direct result of actually some work that our editor uh, did in, uh, in the hiring process. Just, you know, said, hey, here's this capability and, and was able to do it and in a way that uh, brought some new approaches to it in a way that actually didn't increase our cost at all, you know, and so that's innovation. And so when you, when you're able to clearly communicate that vision, your people can step into it and really bring some new and interesting ideas. So 
I want to talk about kind of the elephant in the room when it comes to people. I've invested in lots of masterminds over the years. I've been involved in in a number of CEO peer groups. We had a joke in one of the CEO peer groups that if um, a member came with a an issue to deal with about a particular person on their team, and they came in, you know, more than three times, the third time that they brought it back, we wouldn't discuss it. The standard advice was just to fire the person. And it's not that we were being flippant about firing anybody, because I've never felt that way about that. It's it's always something I frankly dread doing, um, because usually it means I failed. And we got to that point, though, in that group, because this person's bringing this people problem back and bringing it back and bringing it back. And what we discovered was that people problems were the, the number one issue that we were all constantly dealing with. And most of the time with people issues, the issue is solved in the hiring process. Very rarely is it solved after that, unless it's a, a problem of, of lack of clarity. Now, and that, that's one of the reasons I'm talking so much in these last two episodes about having this vision and communicating it clearly, because when you do that, your people can act. Um, and so sometimes the problem is that you haven't communicated clearly what they're expected to do. And so you're getting results that don't reflect what you want. And that's a hard thing to kind of come to grips with because it's clear in your head usually, or at least you think it is. Um, I'll tell you one of the things that I discovered about going through the you know, doc documenting our process that I, I went over in the last episode is that I realized that there were parts of that process that I wasn't fully clear on. And so it actually helped me. But, you know, coming back to this idea of, of people being kind of the number one complaint that you hear business owners complain about, I, I think that part of the reason for that is that people had complexity. Anytime you bring human beings into the equation and there's more than one, it immediately adds complexity because of the need to communicate. And because we all, I mean, if you want to get kind of really fundamental with it, we all experience the reality that we're in differently. Everyone has a different perspective, you know, and so getting to the point of, of where you can communicate clearly and understand one another is actually a fairly challenging thing to do and a complex thing to do, it, you know, and so you need a, a way to go about that. Um, you know, an operating system that you use to, you know, to consistently communicate, to set the vision, to reinforce it, to get feedback, you know, to drive results, to monitor the results and measure the results. You need an operating system for that. Now, there are a lot of operating systems out there and there have been for years, you know, um, in, in business. And so, um, you know, EOS is really popular right now. Great system. You know, but I mean, even if you just go back to something like the effective executive and, you know, Peter Drucker's book, there's elements of an operating system for a business in there. And lots of books in between have tried to give that to us all. But what I've kind of come to is that you can take from all of those. At the end of the day, you've got to invent your own. And it doesn't need to be complicated, but you have to invent your own and it needs to deal with. Uh, communicating because you need to communicate the vision and you need to do that repetitively. You have to constantly reinforce that. Um, I'll be honest, that's one of the, the areas where I tend to fall down because I, you know, I love ideas. And so I'm, I'm on to the next idea sometimes. And I've got to come back and communicate, this is the vision. This is what we're trying to accomplish. 
Um, I think that's one of the benefits of, of really getting it documented as well as is you've now got a tool to communicate it and kind of come back to and pull out and say, yeah, this is what we're doing. So communication is one key need in an operating system. And kind of the, the communication out is one thing, but the communication back, which is reporting, is another component that's got to be in there. You need to have a, a system that that is driving action and keeping track of the actions that need to be taken. And so I think that's the third key component. And then the, the fourth is a measurement of results. So the communication should you know, drive a vision for here's what we want to accomplish. The reporting should tell you where you are on the journey to accomplishing that. And the, the actions are telling you what you're going to do today, this week, this month to move further along the path. And then the results, the measurement are going to tell you whether, you're not, whether or not you got there and do that in a way that, that everybody can understand and agree on. So, you know, I think it's worth thinking about, like, what is your operating system? How are you doing that? And I'll be honest, we don't have ours fully laid out. I think it's always a work in progress. Um, we've taken elements of EOS and uh, we've taken elements of, uh, of the 12-week the year, you know, and brought those things in and, and added some of our own stuff, too. Um, and so I think that's, that's part of the process. But kind of underlying all of this is that you've got to get to the point where you know that your people can't read your mind and that you're going to build some systems around how you are operating as the leader to take what's in your head and get it out and get it out as clearly as possible and as quickly as possible and as often as possible. And when you've got that system around you, you know, particularly if it's built on, on some, you know, some routines and some habits, then things can actually work pretty well and pretty easily. You know, one of the things that we instituted, uh, you know, we're a hundred percent remote team and we've gone to doing kind of a daily um, status update rather than doing a daily standup because we're in time zones all over the place. So rather than doing that, we sort of have a virtual standup and it's been phenomenal just to see, okay, for me, every day I can see what's going on. And if people are, have roadblocks or are blocked, it raises that, you know, that issue so we can overcome it instead of it waiting. And as a result, we've moved faster. Um, we've iterated faster. We've innovated faster. And that's all a good thing. So um, having some of those, you know, kind of habits in place that, that help you you know, do the communication who get you that give you the reporting back to give you the measurement on a regular basis. Um, getting all of those things in place, I think, is important to be successful with people because if they're not clear on what winning looks like to you and how that translates into what they've got to do today to win in their job, it's going to be really difficult for them to get you where you want to go. Um, and on the other side of that, if you're not clear about also what's going to get them into trouble, then uh, you're probably doing them a disservice and you're going to get stuff that you don't really want in return. Um, and so really, you know, the last episode in this one, I keep using the word clarity. I, to me, that is the, the key in all of this. The clearer you are, the easier it is for you to free up your time because the easier it will be for you to enlist the talents of others to come and help you. 
So maybe that wasn't what you were thinking when I was talking about, uh, you know, people as we started this, but I think this is actually the important part of it. The hiring is actually fairly easy when you handle all of what we've talked about today, when you're clear on what you want, when you've got the, the operating system in place so that your people can be successful and you know that they're being successful. Um, when you've got that vision really dialed in, it's going to help them win and uh, and help them free you up. And when you build a good team, that's what they want to do. They want to get to the goal. And part of that goal is operating so that you're free. And, and you know, to be clear, the the reason that I, I want to create this clarity isn't because I'm I'm necessarily lazy. I love doing what I'm doing. But I know that I'm better at doing what I'm doing. I'm more creative and more innovative when I've got some space in the calendar when I've got some free time, you know, where I'm, I'm disconnected from work. It allows, it allows me mentally to, to think and not, not even think about work necessarily, but just to clear the mind um, so that those new ideas for the business can come in. And, you know, the great thing is I'm, I'm just a short way into this whole journey and we're already seeing benefit from it. Um, I think that's the, that's the hopeful thing in all of this. If you can carve out just a small amount of time, you're going to create big return on investment in the new innovation, the new creativity that brings to your business. So anyway, good luck. We'll be back with uh, another episode in this series um, either next week or maybe the week after. I can't remember. We may have a guest next week, but um, anyway, stay tuned. We'll be back with more from the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.